Coming up, the Grizzlies continue their winning streak and a game winner in New Orleans. All that and a lot more coming up on Locked On Now NBA. The biggest games, the best performances, expert analysis. You are Locked On Now. Welcome in. You're listening to Locked On Now NBA, local experts on the biggest stories around the league. I'm your host, Kanani Stevens. Thank you for making Locked On Now your first listen every weekday. Our Locked On NBA hosts are here. They're going to break everything down from Tuesday in basketball. And we'll start with our biggest game, which no fans got to see in Toronto. The biggest game. Unfortunately, we're back to basketball with no fans in Canada as the Toronto Raptors hosted the Phoenix Suns. And it was a good one on Tuesday, too. A full team effort from Phoenix got the job done. Locked on Suns tells you how it all went down. If an ugly basketball game happens in an empty arena and no one is there to see it, did it actually happen? Well, I think the Suns will take the win and the record that they get out of it as they continue a chase for the number one seed in the Western Conference. Brendan Clean here with Locked On Suns. After a bloodbath of a win by the Suns in Toronto, yes, in an empty arena, yes, there were still mascots, and yes, the Suns got it done in clutch time as they have all season long. DeAndre Ayton responds in the second half. Devin Booker and Chris Paul do just enough as scorers late in the game to crack the Toronto switching defense and get the job done. Get that W to start off a five-game road trip. For more on these Suns, as that road trip continues, listen to Locked On Suns wherever you get your podcasts. While Phoenix won the game without any players hitting 20 points, the Raptors lost with three players passing that mark. Locked On Raptors tells you why that just wasn't enough to get the job done. Winning streak over. Sean Woodley here from Locked On Raptors to break down the Toronto Raptors' 99-95 loss to the Phoenix Suns in Toronto on Tuesday up against the best team in the NBA record-wise, and with two of their starters missing, Scotty Barnes and Gary Trent Jr., didn't really think the Raptors stood much of a chance in this one, but the real story is not that the Raptors lost, it's that they almost won this game. They were leading in crunch time until Chris Paul did Chris Paul-related things with his mid-range game late in this one, but really, you can't come away from this game feeling anything but good about how the Raptors performed, and really, it was a proof-of-concept type of game for the Raptors and their core of Fred Van Vliet, Pascal Siakam, and OG Ananobi. All of those guys were brilliant in this one. They combined for 68 of the Raptors' 95 overall points. At times, it was those three guys essentially taking shots with two designated rebounders out there scooping up offensive boards. They grabbed 22 of those in this game to help keep them alive and win the possession battle. Could not win the game, but really, if you're a Raptors fan, you come away from this one feeling really, really good about the direction of this team. Chris Boucher is playing incredible basketball right now off the bench after really being a no-show for the first month or two of the season. He had 13 points and 13 points and 16 rebounds. Plus, you got those big three guys. You got Scotty Barnes and Gary Trent Jr. likely coming back soon. This team, having just won six in a row, just taking the number one team in the in the standings to the last minute of play as well. Just a really, really positive direction for this Raptors team right now. And you have to worry if you're the Cleveland Cavaliers in the number six seed, just barely hanging on to that spot with lots of injuries. The Raptors are very much chasing that spot down and trying to escape the play-in. And honestly, with the way Van Vliet, Siakam, and OG are playing right now, there's no reason they can't do that or potentially more. Van Vliet and Siakam essentially playing like all-stars right now. 
I will have more from this game and more thoughts on that big three on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Raptors, so be sure to tune in. The Chicago Bulls had their nine-game win streak snapped earlier this week, but they bounced back on Tuesday with their biggest win over the Detroit Pistons in the history of that rivalry. Our Locked on Bulls and Pistons hosts recap both sides of a nearly 50-point win for Chicago. The best performance. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Now that's how you bounce back. What's up, Bulls Nation? Matt Peck here from Locked On Bulls with your post-game takeaway. Well, in this long and storied Bulls-Pistons rivalry, never had the Bulls beaten the Pistons by as many points as they did tonight. 46-point margin of victory. 133-87 was the final. And it looked like the Bulls were a little sloppy coming out of the gate, just a one-point lead after the first 12 minutes. But credit to both Io DeSumo and Troy Brown Jr., for sparking the Bulls' focus and intensity on the defensive end when they subbed in. The Bulls really refocused defensively and for the third time this season held these Pistons below a 90-point total. Meanwhile, Zach Levine had a quiet night and it didn't matter because the Bulls had balanced scoring everywhere. DeMar with 20. Vooch bounced back from a bad game against Dallas and a bad first half to outscore the Pistons by himself in the third quarter, 16-14 to 14, on its way to 22 points. The Bulls also getting massive contributions across the bench. Io and Kobe White both in double figures, two of four Bulls bench players in double figures on the night. The Bulls had 33 assists as a team tonight. That's their ninth time this season, hitting that 30 or more assist mark, and they are 9-0 and in such games. The other bonus tonight is that the Bulls got to rest pretty much all of their starters for the entire fourth quarter as this one was over after three as they now look ahead to the Brooklyn Nets coming to Chicago for the second half of a back-to-back Wednesday night. Both James Harden and Kyrie Irving listed as questionable for that one as of right now. The Bulls 2-0 against the Nets so far this season. For a full breakdown of the Bulls' win over the Pistons, check out our Wednesday episode of Locked Up Bulls with me and my guy Big Dave. Locked on Bulls, your team, every day. Brandon Ingram led the New Orleans Pelicans the entirety of their game against the Minnesota Timberwolves on Tuesday. He had 33 points and a game winner. We take it to the Locked on Pelicans host who recaps a thriller in the Big Easy. Brandon Ingram called game. I'm Jake Madison, host of Locked On Pelicans and Locked On NBA. Not a ton of defense in the Pelicans' 128-125 win over the Minnesota Timberwolves, but even good defense wasn't going to slow down Brandon Ingram. The Pelicans' wing finished with 33 points, 9 assists, and shot 58% from the field, including 6 of 7 from 3. And it was that final 3 that was the biggest one. After D'Angelo Russell tied up the game with 125 with 3.6 seconds left, the Pelicans inbound to Jonas Valanciunas, who kicks it out to Brandon Ingram and ball game. Nothing but net on the three, the deep three, by the way. Curry range right there. And the Pelicans get the hard-fought victory. Five teams are separated by three games for the 10th spot in the West and all are below 500 over the last 10 games except for the Pelicans. Is this the start of a turnaround for New Orleans? And when might Zion Williamson return? I'll be covering it all over at the Locked On Pelicans podcast. The Minnesota Timberwolves had won four in a row before they fell to the Pelicans on Tuesday night. Our Locked On Wolves host breaks down the defensive holes and a rough night for Minnesota. Ben Beacon with Locked On Wolves here. The Timberwolves saw their four-game winning streak snapped by the New Orleans Pelicans on the road on Tuesday night. A disappointing loss for the Timberwolves. The defense was 
atrocious. They gave up at least 30 points in every quarter quarter of this game. Brandon Ingram was phenomenal for the Pelicans. 33 points on six of seven shooting. He was a, roughly a 33% shooter from deep coming into this game. He was six of seven outside the arc. And uh, I mean, Carl Anthony Towns had an overall solid game. Anthony Edwards came on strong late. And the Timberwolves were down 13, down, down double digits early in the fourth quarter, fought back into and got into the game. They were down uh, four with about a minute to play. Got a couple of stops defensively, hit some big threes. Malik Beasley hit a massive three. And uh, ultimately, though, Brandon Ingram with the game winner uh, with under a second to play to put the Pelicans on top by three for the win. The Timberwolves struggled in all the categories I identified on the Tuesday postgame pod or the Tuesday uh, preview podcast. Uh, offensive rebounding, committing fouls, allowing points off of turnovers. All of those things are areas that the Pelicans played really well in and, and gave the Timberwolves a, a tough one tonight. So the Wolves now head out uh, to Memphis on Thursday. The schedule gets a lot tougher. The Wolves are now one game below 500. We're going to talk all about it on the postgame podcast tonight at Lockdown Wolves. Be, be sure you subscribe to Lockdown Wolves. John Morant dropped 29 points as the Grizzlies won their 10th straight game. Lockdown Grizzlies breaks down the big win over Golden State as the Grizz keep on rolling. Ten in a row for the Memphis Grizzlies and this time perhaps their most impressive victory of the stretch. Sean Coleman here from the Locked On Grizzlies podcast. The Memphis Grizzlies tonight welcomed the Golden State Warriors to the FedEx Forum. And it was a matchup where there was just a different feel. There was just a different stage with Steph Curry, Clay Thompson being back. Two teams that, you know, basically were the best in the West. The best out of the West this entire season. And for the Grizzlies, the best team that's played in the West over the past six weeks. And the Grizzlies were able to get the job done. Two big things stand out about the Grizzlies, again, showing why they are a sustainable winner. It's the waves of success that are coming for the Grizzlies. You know John Morant's going to score 25-plus each night. You know somebody else is going to step up, even if it's not Desmond Bain. Tonight it was Zaire Williams with 17 points, his best game as a professional. But night in and night out, the starters are going to beat the other starting lineup against their opposition. John and another person are going to get 45 to 50 points. But the big key is... This team is going to win the non-jaw minutes. Six out of the past seven games, Brandon Clark and Tyus Jones have combined for 25-plus points. Plus, over an extended stretch of time, this Grizzlies team is able to play dominating basketball. They were down as much as eight in the third quarter against the Warriors, came back over the last 18 minutes of the game, outscored the Warriors by 17 points in order to get a big victory. Again, whether or not you want to call them a true contender, I think that that's, there certainly is a case to be said. But right now, right now, the Memphis Grizzlies are confident and are playing to a level to where they can play with anybody in the NBA. And they're about to get that test over the next few games with a very tough stretch in the middle of January. But there's no team playing better than the Grizzlies right now. We'll have this and much more in the postgame edition of the Locked on Grizzlies podcast. This often injured Clippers team has been using a mix and match roster throughout the season. They got it done against the reigning MVP and the Nuggets on Tuesday night. Locked on Clippers tells you everything you need to know from the Clippers win. What's going on, Clips fans? Chuck Mockler here. One half of the hosting duo over at Locked on Clippers coming at you after the improbable 25-point comeback win over the Denver Nuggets, 87-85. Amir Coffey has been the best Clippers player of this last couple of games, and this was maybe his best game as a Clipper. He had four steals. He matched a career high in assists. You love to see it. Reggie Jackson goes four of six in the fourth quarter after some pretty bad basketball up to that point. 
Man, this one was a, an ugly basketball game. These teams combined for three made threes in the first half, but this season's a roller coaster. We'll take what we can get. And right now in Clipperland, the best medicine is a 25 point comeback. Hey, it's on to the Pelicans. Let's try and keep this thing going. That's going to do it for us here tonight. Thank you for making Locked On Now your first listen every day. For more on the association and your team, make sure you check out Locked On NBA and your team's Locked On podcast. I'm Kainani Stevens. This has been Locked On Now.